Hello everybody and welcome back to Shield Bash. This is Mark and I will be your GM and host for today. And to my right... Will, playing Uko. Jason, playing Bridger. Happy birthday, Drew. Curtis, playing Dunk. Scallywogs! Uh, Pete, playing Nat. Yes. Yes, he did. Because that guy didn't have a name. So now, forever, he will be known as Captain D. The fishmongering ex-pirate dragon seller. If you'd like to name one of our NPCs, keep your eyes open for our uh, Patreon. Paizo, <laughs> the other thing, uh, Pathfinder, uh, uh, Patreon. Yeah, that purple people poop. Keep pasta, pepperoni, poodle, puppy peeps. Philistines, <laughs> chicken ranch. Keep, keep your eyes open for our Patreon. That'll be one of uh, one of the tiers on there. So bitch. That was loud as shit. <laughs> Talk like that all the time. <laughs> so how is everybody? <sighs> Fed, rested, ready to go. You know what I'm I'm actually I'm excited. One of three makes good sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited because after this we're gonna record the session zero for our Patreon content <gasps> characters. Oh. And I have been looking forward to this for a while. That's right. I forgot all about that. I was I was talking to Kurt last night at our norm our other game group, and he was like, "Oh, I'm thinking." I told him he had to play something small and green, right, to just stay consistent. He's like, oh, "I'm thinking about playing Half Elf, looking at a Half Elf build." And I was like, "How how are you already looking at a build? Like you don't even know what we're doing." <laughs> it could be a rule. It's like nobody gets to play Elven Blood. Like you don't know. And then Pete chimes in. It's like, actually, um, that is a thing. No, no elves. <laughs> Fucking Pete. <laughs> I was like, ah, motherfucker. Hilarious. No elves and nobody can be green. Yeah, shit. That was my problem. And there's no trees. You also can't be two rogues at the same time. <laughs> oh, but can we have two rogues? No. We've, we've got to have two rogues. You, you, you can't, can't have a party without two rogues. You can't what are you talking about? Two rogues, but you must have six. <laughs> 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 Well, that's, uh, whoops. And they all must be spellcasters. Uh, so we're playing Gestalt rules, huh? <laughs> yes. Ouch. This is going to be a, an OP party. A very dangerous campaign. We have to be OPs, what? <laughs> we all show up. Pete's like, here's your character. Here's your character. Here's your character. Well, gee, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> You're all humans with the uh, hearty feet, and you all start with one dagger. You said the party feet? Hardy feet. Hardy. Hardy. Arr, hardy. And you all yeah. have to fight each other to see who gets the one short sword. <laughs> what, what is that? It's like, we're, we're having tryouts. We're having some aggressive expansion. <laughs> but we only got two spots. <laughs> you, you only have two health, and you're all wearing full plate. <laughs> With one strength. <laughs> wow. I can't move. I can't move. Most boring fight ever. Good news is we know what we're doing for the next couple sessions. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to walk five feet. (laughs) Taking our armor off. That's what I'm fucking doing. I'll I'll throw the pieces at you, for God's sakes. You'll never catch me. I use my dagger to cut my armor off (laughs) as fast as possible. Can you even lift your arms at that point? Further good news, you won't have to worry about character development. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least five of you won't. (laughs) What we're really getting out of this is Even though Pete volunteered He really doesn't want to run the game So he figures that with TPK He can push it off on somebody else I volunteer Will I do have a campaign concept that I'm working on But I think we're going to go with 1E for, for this one So, And I will not uh, I will not GM that Out of curiosity Will Your concept would it be 2E or 5E? 2E I actually enjoy Pathfinder 2nd Edition more than I do D&D 5e. Really? Yeah. I also. Uh, rule set aspect of it, or...? Um, I really like the three-action economy and the way that it changes spell casting. Although I'm sure at some point people will figure this kind of thing out in, in Pathfinder 2nd Edition 2. There's very easy ways to cheese the rules in 5e and make it so that you can do things like cast spells and smite people in the same turn. 
or you know stuff like that with the action economy that they put together so understood makes my job easier i like potatoes potatoes i like trains you know potatoes aren't bad but uh i prefer cactuses when they're fermented or uh oh rum whiskey vodka is not really my thing jason sugar uh pete there there are this is a nice meeting i think i'd like you to attend (laughs) they're very non-judgmental if you wait long enough the potatoes will become vodka Welcome to the conversation, Will. <laughs> like I said, one out of three ain't bad, right? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Fire hydrant. Scallywag! <laughs> I am pleased to see Kurt is uh, very much awake now. He had his little nap and scallywagging away. Yeah, well, splitting the party while it made sense. Um, yeah, I was playing on my phone for a good chunk of it. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it's hard when you have one GM and several splits in a party to keep everybody involved. It's also pretty hard to record more than one thing happening at a time on an audio medium. Yeah, Mark, this was in no way a, a knock on you. With, with I was being split into three groups. Like, there's just going to be enough time in between where I'm just like... I really you think did, you, you handled that pretty well. Here, well, here. I, I do what I can. I do what I can. I try. I try. To be fair, I, I enjoy when Kurt takes a nap at the table. It makes me <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Also, he leans far enough back we can't hear him breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, leave Kurt alone. He's tired, okay? No. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm older than both of you. You're not older than me, Old people can take naps. (laughs) Except for Mark. He's GMing. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. So anyway, you're at the corridor. I always used used to joke, you know you've reached adulthood when napping stops becoming a punishment and starts becoming a privilege. Exactly. It was a time in my life when I had a three o'clock three o'clock nap appointment every day. So, what it. time is it now? Three thirty. Hey, uh, look at the time. <laughs> a lot, uh, a lot's changed in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> a thirty minute difference, man. Well, we did have to set the clocks ahead an hour. So uh, <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little off. Yeah, we've noticed, and your nap schedule's off too. <laughs> to be fair, I'm also asleep. I thought you were Will. Uh, it's Sunday. So everybody gets a break. <laughs> <laughs> As if to punctuate. <laughs> hey, remember how I said um, I'm already used to cutting uh, Kurt's track out when he's not talking? It's. I mean, it's really nothing Kurt can control. He's just a loud breather. Now you have to leave that in because we're talking about it. No, I can. Oh, I can just cut it and put it at the end of the episode. It's fine. <laughs> just like three minutes of <sighs> Okay, this isn't th- this is a joke, but he ha- Jason has sent me <laughs> a clip of all the ums, uhs and etc's that I had done before. So don't think he won't. <laughs> yeah, that was your uh, that was your uh, deep dive into Nath episode where I was just like, "Holy crap." Because normally you don't do that. But this episode is like every other word was just, um, uh, uh, um, so I cut them all out and sent it to him. And I just labeled it as a, a gift for Will, and I put it up in the Dropbox <laughs> that we share. And uh, it's like a minute and a half long of just, um, uh-oh, uh, um, uh, 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 I played that for Lexi, <laughs> she just died laughing. Little little modulation, we can use that for some music. I still have it. <laughs> way, way back when, when I was in uh, one of my my schools in the navy we had a senior chief and uh he would get up in front of class to do like his talks or his you know instruction and stuff and the whole class knew that he had a you know filler and it was uh and it was very pronounced it wasn't like like will's like um um but it was uh so he's up there and he's doing really good and we're all waiting i mean everybody's like waiting they're on the edge of their seats and they're just just waiting and you can tell he's doing good. He's he's going. He's not. He's not. You know. He's in rhythm. He's rolling. And all of a sudden, somebody asked a question on purpose. And you can see him lock up, and his eyes get big because he knows we're all waiting, and everybody's grinning. And he goes, "Ah!" And the whole class goes, "Ah!" <laughs> 
and he just he just bowed his head was like was like you fuckers <laughs> we had a we had a teacher who she was she was something else no nobody liked her and this was pretty uh terrible of us to do but she loved talking about herself and her life so we played the uh i me and my game and that is every time she would say the word i me or my we would cough There were a lot of people that were not in the class a couple days later because they got sick. <laughs> we uh, we had a training one time at one of my old jobs, and one of the guys, you could tell he was not used to doing this because it was a week long, whole shift, eight of us in there, and I started keeping track. This guy, his record was 500 ums in one day. Like, I was just keeping tally marks in my book, and eventually somebody asked, I was like, what What do you keep marking down? I'm like, those are how many times Pels says, uh, um, I was filling whole pages. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> chopping down for us for ums. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a similar thing to one of our old GMs, a uh, guy who used to play at the table here, Russ, had his filler, it was so basically, and we would all just go, up. Oh and drink whenever he'd say it but we didn't tell him what it was and he never figured it out he never was like why do you guys keep doing that we're like well basically <laughs> we're just thirsty we had a we had a filipino master chief that was uh our instructor too and his things were in all actuality and meaning to say <laughs> those were his two his two things you know and that was that was great and then i had a chemistry professor that would be like if you combine sodium and water, they will react. You would think they would react violently. And in fact, it does. <laughs> His thing was always, in fact, it does. <laughs> my, uh, my dad had this uh, friend who's passed away now, but he would say, and he did it so often that it made some of his sentences almost unintelligible. He would say, and stuff. Whatever, whatever, and stuff, and blah, 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 and stuff, and stuff, stuff. <laughs> One of the shop talk shows I did, we uh, we got into something like this, where it's uh, keywords that actually help you slip into accents. You know, so if you're going to use a particular accent, a lot of people will have a, a word or phrase that they'll use to to get into it. So like when I use my German-Swede one, it's, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So then I can get into it that way, where I just all say, oh, yeah. It always fucks with me when other people start using an accent, and I kind of start drifting that way instead of using the one I'm supposed to be using. <laughs> it's hard sometimes, yeah. I have to forcibly stop myself if I do this with, with uh, if I talk to somebody in, like, real life, and it's not around the table, they have an accent. I have to forcibly stop myself from changing my voice. Jason, Jason's German accent's one that sets it off for me. <laughs> it gets me going that direction. <laughs> that and Balmy Taker, his redneck thing, it's like... So, uh... Next time, you know, you stick with that. I'll do the German Swede and just see how how screwed up he gets. <laughs> oh yeah, and sounds like a plan, yeah. And if I can do it, then my goblin voice, huh? He's a German goblin. The German goblins, yeah. They they're like little children with the uh, with the strudels <laughs> and and the and the knives. <laughs> they call them hop goblins with Rachel Skinner. <laughs> Oh, it's Lord. What's a girlfriend, Fub? No, she was talking about knob goblins. Knob goblins. But I'm bump. Penis. Good <laughs> job, Will. <laughs> Did you want to buy a boat? If we end up with a boat, <laughs> Donk gets to be captain. Well, see, what's going to happen is we're going to get up to this boathouse that's nowhere near the water. There's going to be a <laughs> boat there. Why does everyone keep saying there's no water? It's a fucking swamp, guys. There's water everywhere. Get yeah. up the boat with my captain's coat on. Scalarogs! <laughs> that's probably the main mode of transportation in that area. Instead of row, it's push. <laughs> push, breathe, pull, push. Pull, you fuel's pull. <laughs> It'll be a cello. <laughs> a cello. Cello made of boat. <laughs> Hello, it's a boat. <laughs> uh, good callback. Will, I gotta admit, that was one of the best jokes you've ever made. <laughs> Will just looked at me and shrugged a little sheepishly. <laughs> Sorry, you couldn't hear. Well, speaking of boats, we just said goodbye and waved fond farewell 
to Captain D and the fish slash dragon sailing ship on his way back to Absalom. And Tamerly, she turns and she looks at all of you and she goes, she goes, thank you so much for helping me out with the Captain D. I, I figured he was going to be really mad at me, but you guys were right. that He was much more interested in that dragon. And, and I hope I get a, at least my usual cut, but you think it's really worth a lot more than a whole cargo full of fish? Trust me, lady. And if he doesn't give you your usual cut, let us know. Oh, oh I, I will. Don't worry. I, I'll, I'll tell him that if, if he doesn't give me what I'm due, he's fucked. Yeah. He's going to get fucked. Yeah. Yeah, that's and then you guys will come up and you'll fuck him, right? That's what you do, right? No, we'll we'll get him fucked. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> See, um, what we'll do is we'll pay someone else to come up there and spend some time with him and the ship, and then he'll see the error of his ways. The Serenites, right? Serenites. How do you pronounce that? Serenites. Serenites. Oh, I Seren. thought you were talking yeah, like they're, the sun people. They're at the temple, right? You can see it right there. See the the silver uh, and blue domes? It's really Yeah, pretty. that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, over I, there. I thought you were going to send one of Calistria's followers. Oh, no, that's a different type of fucked. Oh! Uh, that refers to sexual intercourse. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to the fishery, uh, now. Thank you so much for your help. Um, and, uh, it, don't worry if the captain, if, if he, uh, he, he doesn't live up to his side of the bargain, I will definitely, uh, come find you guys, uh, and, and, uh, thank you again. Uh, wait, 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 I, I wanted to offer you a business proposition. Uh, oh, oh? So you have now a, a hole in your basement that leads to various, uh, potentially lucrative archaeological areas. So here's what I'm thinking. I will invest some money into this for a percentage of returns if you will develop it enough and do guided tours to the underside of Otari. Uh, uh, Who's going to guide the tours? I don't know. That's your... I don't know, you pay somebody. Like. Oh, oh, good, because I, I don't think I could do it with my peg leg um, getting across the chasm. No, this and, is one of the reasons why I'm investing stuff. money into it. Also, so you can bridge the chasm. And you can maybe find somebody from the uh, library that would want to do the guided Yes, tour. he said bridger. That's why the, they said bridge, because it's bridger and he builds bridges. Oh, I, I, that's <laughs> clever. I Now I, I understand, yeah. I, I I don't know that he does. I haven't seen him build any bridges. Well, I, I built the makeshift does. one down there. Uh, and then Bridger will lean in real close and be like, but don't hire anybody from the crook's nook. I don't think they're really bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't need any bartenders, but thank you for the they're, advice. That's good because they're not. Um, but you—I'm um, sure you know Otari well. I'm sure you can find somebody to pay that will feel the the thrill of the adventure. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm I'm going to find somebody uh, to lead tours uh, through my basement and the ca- the chasm down there. And um, uh, oh, and we could like tell the story. Um, y- you know, like y- you know, the kids who became fucked were here. You know, and and we can make banners and we can have signs. And oh, yeah, we might be able to do that. That would be really interesting. Yeah, and Arthur over at uh, the Odd Stories, I'm sure would be would be happy to do the research for like what some of these buildings are and the tomb and stuff. Arthur. Uh, yeah, his name is, said his name was Arthur Morblint. Oh, oh, yes, Morblint. Everybody calls him Maury. Yeah, oh. I, I remember. I know who you're talking I forgot his first name was Arthur, actually, because uh, he never uses it. Uh, well, Maury, then, uh, would be happy to do that. And like, like I said, I'll invest some money for, uh, you know, a return investment. Oh, well, you, you don't have to do that. I mean, you guys no, did. I think did I, I think I would actually be completely necessary because you're going to have to have an employee and like build a bridge and like stuff. Like, there's going to be an upfront cost. Oh, oh, you think so? Really? I feel I've been very clear on this. Yes. Oh, well, all right. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, maybe I could talk to um some of the uh, 
um, the librarians, uh, the the underpriest, uh, they they have apprentices there, and and a lot of them are like interested in doing research, and um, I they do these things called thesis. I don't really know what that is, but apparently it, it's a lot of study, and they have to write up a whole bunch of parchments and turn them in, and they get them graded or so. I I don't understand any of that, but I know that several of them really like um, like architecture textures and uh, and and like uh, they study fungus and uh, well well you know you're always asking about stuff there about the natural world and she points it at Nat and says right you got books there and stuff right yeah books are fun so yeah. Bridger's gonna hand her a small purse of gold and be like all right so here you go this will be cover some of your upfront costs wow well well, thank you. I, I I don't know what else to do for for you. I mean, you helped me out with the rats and and <laughs> got rid of the dragon and and what well, you, know, you I told seem to you be under the misunderstanding that I will not eat my way back into this money. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. Lunch time. Yeah, we can we can do that definitely. Yeah, yeah. So so w- are you hungry now? I mean, because we're just gonna get ready to start cooking uh, for the evening. It's not quite ready yet, but we could uh, probably get you some fish um, on a stick or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, how about uh, one, two, three, five of them? You guys want anything? Okay. Well, of okay, I, I, I'll, I'll be right back. And you hear she's like she's like thump 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 thump. Thum. So after a few minutes, you guys are standing on the dock uh, watching the uh, the ship of Captain D sail off over the horizon. Um, Tamerly comes back and and she has five uh, fish kebabs one for each of you and uh she goes yeah she goes, and and you know we're gonna have a, a good gumbo and i found some crawfish and uh and uh, so we'll have those and uh, maybe even some clams if uh if um if uh shirley uh did any good today on the clam digging but uh come back come back uh just after dark um and uh and, and we'll have drinks and and you're always welcome always welcome thank you you're welcome well goodbye so we're going to need to find a place to stay. I thought we were going to take care of that light thing. Right. Um, uh, unless we want to camp outside uh, every night. Where do you normally camp? Well, sometimes people stay in these things called uh, inns, and they have beds. Balmy, is there an inn in town? Why don't you tell us about him? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me prompting Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I read four months ago. I don't remember him either. That was just me saying, hey, Mark, what about the end? Well, well, there's, there's um, a few rooms um, at the uh, Crooksnook, of course, and Bobby, Bobby knows about those intimately because, you know, he... He has stayed there before, but he also kind of says, maybe we shouldn't stay there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, more more than anything. <laughs> um, you know that there is also... Um, they have good access to water, though. There is also, like, uh, the Farmer's Guild has a small guild house with rooms to let. Um, you can uh, you can stay there in town. And uh, the, uh, the Crow's Cask... It's more of a drinking establishment, um, Bommy tells you. Um, you could also look into uh, maybe the Rowdy Rockfish. It's a it's another uh, bar and inn, uh, inn and tavern. Um, it's uh, it's on uh, 50 uh, Zamavida Street. Um, that's the name of the Rose Guard uh, Wizard, if you remember. And uh, the proprietress there, um, she has rooms to let. Um, and then, of course, I mean, you could always just camp. I mean, there's always the village green. You could you could inquire and see if the temple would let you stay. If any of you are followers of of Saren Ray, um, or scholars uh, actively uh, pursuing a, a thesis or a uh, you know some kind of research paper, sometimes are allowed to stay there. Sounds like the rowdy rockfish. There used to be another um, another inn in town. It's it's been torn down for a while. Um, something uh, something alpaca. Uh, Bami doesn't really remember because it was gone before he got here. But uh, when you go by there, you just see like a fallen in building. So that's not that's not gonna that's gonna be a bust. You know, everybody'll stay there. Yeah, it sounds like our the main option we have is either the farmers guild or the uh, rowdy rockfish. I like the rowdy rockfish. That sounds good to me. All right, so you guys are at the fishery. 
um, and you are going to head over to the Rowdy Rockfish. Um, so that is across the Crooksnook Bridge and uh, down uh, one street and you come to the Rowdy Rockfish. Despite its name, the Rowdy Rockfish is probably the quietest and quaintest of Otari's taverns. Um, as you come up to the building, you see a sign depicting a rockfish with its little fins out in a boxing pose with little gloves on it above the door of this two-story wooden structure. Are you going to go in? Absolutely. Um, when you enter, um, you see that uh, within there is a calm demeanor, and uh, you look around at everybody sitting and just talking quietly, enjoying a, a late lunch. Um, you kind of wonder why this... One inner sea tavern has probably never hosted a barroom brawl. It's very brawl. It's very, uh, very evident. Um, you see um, behind uh, the bar um, a, a dwarven woman, and uh, she is uh, wiping down the bar and, and setting up some glasses. And uh, not a lot of business this time of day, but it's uh, mostly older people. They're sitting. You know, eating, uh, drinking, and smoking pipes, and just relaxing between uh, dinner and supper time. Uka will walk up to the uh, proprietor and and say, "Um, excuse me, uh, we have a group of five, maybe six at some point. Um, how many rooms do you have available?" Oh well, uh, hello. Uh, I uh, I didn't catch your name, stranger. Um, my name is uh, Belinda Vankervale. Uh, 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 I am the proprietor here at the Rockfish. Um, my name is Uko. Uh, this is Bridger, and uh, that is Balmy. Uh, this one is Nat, and uh, that is Donk, and our other friend's name is um, Toof. Oh, and and who is he? Um, right now he is unconscious. Uh, oh. Uh, well, uh, well, okay, uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I have some rooms, uh, uh, a couple of you might have to double up, but, uh, but, uh, 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 she's really small, and the dog probably doesn't take up, he sleeps on, like, a bed or something, or at the foot on a rug. Flea normally sleeps on the ground. Oh, wonderful, I have plenty of ground or floor in, inside the rooms. Will you be <coughs> wanting, uh, two or three rooms? Well, I guess that would depend on what everybody wants, but... I know we at least want probably two rooms. Well, I, I, I definitely have enough room for you all, or you can have the uh, uh, two for you, and then um, I, does she want to sleep with uh, the other ones or not? Sleep with other other people? I don't have a problem with that. It'd just be like at home. We all just sleep in a big pile. Oh, well... Interesting. Uh, yes. Uh, well, sure. Um, well, the, the the rooms will be um, a half a silver a night uh, for each room. So, how many would you like? I'll bunk with you, Hugo. Okay. I'll, I'll say this. I don't want to speak for everybody because you don't have to spend your gold here. Obviously, you can just camp out too. Uh, Nat's gonna pull out a silver and look at it and try bending it and try pulling it in half. And I I don't have a problem staying here, but how do you get this to be half? It, it won't come apart. Well, I, I, uh, I have a, a change in this box that I call my change box, and you give me one of those. It's all right. Let me explain. Oh, all right. It means you just got to stay here two nights. Oh, oh, that's that's another way. Yes, very good thinking, good thinking. <laughs> but we have stuff to do. I only need the one night. Well, y you know, if if you wanted to uh, rent the rooms for a week, um, I could do a special rate of five silver for the week. How about that? Um, um no. <laughs> I, I mean, for both rooms. Oh, okay. <laughs> going to say not the piece. It's for both a, rooms. I'm going to give you a special discount and have you pay more. <laughs> Twice as much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, we do look gullible. I, I, <laughs> well, I heard from a man named Sal down at the market. <laughs> Yeah, you so guys look over and Donk's already going through his change bag <laughs> trying to figure it out. Uka says, we'll, we'll just take all three for one night, and he hands over the, the silver for that. Uh, all right. Well, um, your, uh, your, your room fee also pays for supper tonight in the common room. Um, uh, uh, we, have, uh, we have fish stew, um, and uh, we have um, roast uh, uh, chickens. Uh, apparently, someone needed a lot of feathers, and there's a lot of chickens that were processed today. 
<laughs> oh, over at Pete's Chicken Ranch? Yes, I believe that's the young man's name. He has the, the, the best uh, chickens in Farmer City, I believe. Oh, there it is. I believe he has cocks. I've heard that. Well, yes, you have to have cocks to have chickens, dear. Um, and how much was that for all three rooms? Are you doing the weekly rate? Uh, no, just for the night. Uh, no. I think we're heading out in it the morning. A, a, a silver piece and a half. Uh, Bridger will chime in uh, five copper pieces. So, uh, um, you're an interesting uh, group. Um, I'm. Uh, but what brings you here? I mean, uh, to Otari. Uh, you, you don't look like you all live together, usually. Fate and destiny. Oh. Yeah. Well, like a ball of yarn. We kind of solved the problem for Tamerly and um, decided to stick together afterwards. Oh, yes. I, I was hearing uh, about that today. Did you hear that some kids killed a dragon in her basement? Well, that was us, but our group name is Fucked. Uh, we changed it. We felt it was more appropriate. Uh, uh, all right, then. Um... Uh, that's just, uh, yes, I'll, I, so the members of Fucked killed the dragon. I will make sure that people are aware of that, because everybody's been saying that it was the kids that killed the dragon. It's a common misconception. I, I think they probably saw, um, your friend here in the goblin and just assumed that you were all kids. It must have been it. Yes, I, I, I know. Being a, a dwarf myself, I'm I'm often confused with the kid until I turn around and they see my face and other things. What what other things? These. They always say stuff like. You only have two of them. Stop. <laughs> uh, can I get my room key, please? But yes, yes, you can. Um, yes, who's staying with the goblin? Not me. I get, I get to my old room. I mean, we do have three rooms. Yeah, technically. Uh, I trust that Bridger's not going to pay for any damages he creates. That's, that's all. It's not a bad idea. So, uh, other than um, uh, killing the dragon in, in Tamerly's uh, basement uh, cavern, uh, what else are, are you uh, in town to do? Uh, um, I'm going to go get my future red. By the uh, crazy lady in the tent. Rin is not crazy. Oh no, Rin's not crazy. She's she's just a mite touched. Did did they have permission to do that? Well, I I don't know. I think she's been touched by the gods, dear. She thought she's going to go in a caravan. Uh, we don't really have caravans that stop at Otari anymore. I, don't know. I think he's talking about the cosmic caravan. Oh, oh yes, yes. She's a she's a follower of the stars uh, that travel. Yes, the traveling stars. Oh. She she tried to explain it to me one time, but my my mind just didn't follow it like that. Uh, Bridger has a book that explains the stars. Yes, Ugo and I are actually priests of the cosmic caravan. That oh. is true. Oh, you don't say you're you're a priest. You say. Yes, well, both of us. I, I, I've, I've been to the Seren Rites several times. <laughs> They're um, weird. <laughs> the uh, sun. <laughs> well, yes. Well, the sun uh, is a star, though, right? Yeah, yeah but it, it's uh, because of the distance on them and everything. It's an energetical difference. Uh, an energetic difference? Energetical. Uh, it means like a difference in the energy. Uh, relating to energy. Okay. Anyway, your story... Well, y yes, I, I was saying, since you're a priest, um, perhaps um, we could work out um, uh, some kind of trade. I, I, would, I would really uh, be thankful if you would say prayers to the caravan, um, or however you do that. I, I, I talked to the Serenrites, and they have been trying to help, um, but so far um, I haven't had any answers back from uh, the Dawnflower. But perhaps, um, since you... Uh, pray to the caravan and the caravan travels perhaps they would be able to find my son i i've been looking for him where have you looked well um I i've looked all around town i I've, I've asked people i i've asked travelers i i've even asked some of the foresters and the lumbermen if if they might have seen it but but my my son's actually the owner of the rowdy rockfish um i i i was going to retire and uh he uh he was the the sole proprietor and owner, but he disappeared. The locals uh, say that they saw him uh, um, leave town with a, a hooded stranger, and 
and unfortunately that's that's been over a year ago and and nobody else has seen him since and and I'm I'm beginning to lose hope and I thought maybe if if you two uh priests were were to uh say some prayers maybe maybe the caravan had found him I I hear that people travel along and get off on it and and back and forth well we can definitely try um we're more involved with the black butterfly who is uh more about the spaces in between. So maybe if well, he well, like is the spaces in between where you lose things. Yes. Well, my no. my my Lada, he he's been lost. Perhaps you could talk to the butterfly. What is his name? My my boy, my my boy is is Lasta uh uh uh, uh Venkervale. Uh Lasta Lasta is my only son and 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 I I, I really have almost lost all heart Belinda, at this time. Belinda, come sit. And he well, goes over to a, well, a table. Oh, did uh, you name oh. him Lasta because he was the last child you were going to have? Uh, no, not really. Lasta was a family name, but that makes a weird sense after you say it that way. I hope he's not my Lasta. Come sit. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. I. Do you want something to drink? No, I would like for you to sit. Oh, all right, all right. Well, um. There's not too many people. Um, Ver- Vern, are are you are you good? Wait, and an old man, he he waves his hand. I'm I'm good. I'm good. You know, and uh, so she comes over and she sits down with you, Bridger. Bridger, uh, at the table, he puts out a big cloth. Uh, it's circular, and he gets into his pack and he pulls out bones he's been working on. You know, and he starts shaking them in his hand, and he's holding them out over the cloth. And he goes, "I need you to picture your son. Understand this, fate." In this time, does not work the way it once was. Questions often go unanswered. And that which is good must be balanced by that which is bad. But you have suffered much. And I hope that this can be balanced by good at this time. So, hold my hands. And when I say so, release the bones. She, uh, she puts, just put my hands around, around your... Over mine, Okay, yes. all right. And and how many times do we shake? Uh, until I say to release. Okay, okay. Picture your son. Okay, I'm I'm imagining him. He uh, he's 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 stout. He's got red hair and red beard. Um, he he's always laughing. Um, he was a well-built uh, young dwarf, uh, very kind-hearted. Um, blue eyes. More. Um, not not the physical. How does he make you feel? Oh, he was the light of my world. I mean. No. With a clatter, the bones fall upon the table, on the cloth. And she looks at you expectantly and looks down, and, and her eyes are bright with hope. Something that she hadn't had before you walked in. Mechanically, I don't know how you want to handle this, but Bridger is trying to give her a legitimate fortune reading. Okay, how do we do that? What do I need to roll? Uh, well, I've got lore fortune telling is about the only thing that I've really got. Um, right. I don't know if you just want me to roll that or if I can just... Because also, I don't want to just make stuff up and right, have it right. conflict with the story. Yeah, give me a roll, and I will, s- depending on what you get, is what I'll be able to tell you more in depth of what happened to him. Can Uko uh, cast Guidance before that, during this uh, little exchange? Well, you should have said that probably before we dropped the bones Yeah, there, I, did, I didn't want to interrupt the, uh, the storytelling. All right, well, we'll just say that you did it without asking, because you're rude, like when you did the magic at the... Market, so well, it would just be come to more be benedictions from the bi- black butterfly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. you know it's expected from Uko hey. at this point. Hey, Mark, uh, yes. would you be willing if I just told you the modifier and you could roll? Why, sure. If you did that bad, I don't mind. No, I, I haven't <laughs> rolled. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. No. That's why you wanted me to do it. No. What's your what's your? Uh, uh, it's normally plus eight. The guidance gives it another plus one, so nine. All right. Well, that is an excellent roll. So. How does this work? Do you get a mental image, or what do you do? Is uh, it like the dream thing we I, did? With I the would say uh, with him, uh, because that was a spell that he used, right, right? The, with the sword. I would say that what he's doing, he pulls out his book of star charts, and he consults the bones with his star charts uh, with a certain level of confidence, too. Like, he's done this several times. Uh, and then interpret some, almost like somebody reading tarot cards where they're just used to like, okay, these are together in this formation, so it means this. Okay, so you you look over the bones, and there is uh, Belinda. She is looking very, very hopeful. And the longer you look at the bones, the the more foreboding 
you feel. And as you start to put together stuff in your head, you know a few things. You know that uh, Lasta is still alive. He is in great pain, and he's dying. But you don't see his death yet. So think of it like you see a picture that she just described to you when she was talking. You see somebody that was bright, vibrant, fully alive and happy. And you get the feeling that in your mind that that is changing as if the life is being sucked out of him slowly and under great pain. And that if it goes too long that he'll be used up. And then you can choose what you want to tell her. Uh, so, as I said, life is full of balances between that which is good and that which is bad. Yes. yes. Last, uh, uh, from what I can read and understand that since the death of, uh, uh, of Aridin, these things are not fully predictable. But he is still alive. <gasps> he truly, truly but lives. My son still lives. For now. He oh. is. He appears to be in a great deal of pain. Oh, oh no! Uh, that why, why, why? Why is he in pain? It, 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 unclear. Oh. It will eventually lead to his demise if he is not saved. I, however, cannot see where he is. I will oh. consult oh. with Ren this evening. She is uh, well practiced in these as well, and perhaps we can determine more. Well, I. I I th- I thank you for at least a little bit of hope. He, he he is still alive. You're sure of that, though, right? As sure as I can be. But I I don't know why. Why would he be in pain? Why why would someone want to hurt my boy? Lasta Lasta never hurt anybody. He was always friendly with everyone in town. This may have made him more of a target. Did Did you see the stranger they were talking about? Did the, the man in the hood? The 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 walker. Bridget reaches out and puts his hand over like hers and just says. Uh-huh. Belinda, I have seen what I have seen, and I have told you that which is visible. This is not like geology, where it's a precise science. We will look for him, should we come across him. And Bridger, inside, has the sinking feeling that the reason why he's in so much pain, this is complete supposition on my part, but I think Bridger thinks that um, our, our witch out there, Bellacora, is somehow draining him for life essence. It just seems too coincidental otherwise, but... And you're not telling her that? No. Okay, no. good, good. Bridger is not voicing that she, at all because it is, like I said, complete supposition. She, Belinda sits there for a minute and she goes, All right, all right, well, it, you, you've you given me more hope than, than anyone at the temple could. And, and, and I, I don't have much, but, but I know one thing here. And she reaches into her apron and she takes out a... a one and a half silver pieces, and she says, "Here, she says, you can stay here tonight for free on 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 the house uh, because that just that little glimpse of hope that you gave me, Mister Bridger, that that means more to me than than you could possibly imagine. A, a, a mother without hope isn't really a mother anymore. And 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 now I hope I hope that you can find my son. Please, please find my last and bring him home, Miss Plenda. If we can figure out where your son is, we will absolutely go and find him, if it is within our power. Well, well, that's that's all anybody could ask. I, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Bridger looks at distaste, with distaste at the goal, at the money that she put down, and he just kind of shuffles it over towards, uh, towards Uko. Uko will put the money away. Um, Nat speaks up. Uko, uh, he doesn't like it when people carry his money. <laughs> I know Nat. Okay. So, as I look around the bar, how many patrons are, are here? Is there anybody? Is it just us? Um, no, there, there's Vern. Vern's over in the corner um, by the, the unlit fireplace because it's, it's, you know, daytime. It's warm out. Um, he's sitting there. He's got a pipe and a uh, tankard of ale, and it looks like he's finished his, you know, his lunch, a late lunch. Um, there's a couple of uh, fishermen. Um, since the boat came in, they're probably done for the day. They're over there. They're playing some kind of card game. You're not really sure. But, yeah, it's just you guys and those three those three older guys. I walk over to the fisherman's table, and I, uh, I go, Scallywags, can I take your drink order? <laughs> they both look at you. Hey, <laughs> Bart. And they're like, they, they look over at the rest of the group and goes, Hey, is this your goblin? Don't you want some drinks? Um, well, he's, he's part of the fucked, but, uh, 
We don't own him. Seriously, you must be thirsty. And they both hold up like full tankards and go, We're, thank you. You, you fishermen, you should have finished that already. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. What What can we do for you? I'm here to take your drink order. Melinda, does this dwarf work for you? I mean, uh, goblin work for you? What? 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 No, no, no. He's a guest. Well, why is he trying to get us drink orders? I, 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 I don't... What was his... Richard, what is that? What's his name? Uh, his his name is, is Donk. Donk. Um, it, no, I, I, I'll get... It, let me get up. And she, she gets up and she goes back behind the bar and, and she gets two more tankards and comes out and gives them to the, the fishermen. And, and she goes, do, do you gentlemen need anything else? And they're I'll like... Uh, all right. No, I'm talking uh, you. Um, you know, Hal, Sal. Do you guys need? Do you guys need anything else? Is this Sal. His name is is Salmon. Oh. His mother liked fish, so that's why they named him Salmon. Are you Halbert? Hal Burton. That's his last name. Hal Burton. Burton. <laughs> Don't come over here and sit down. All right. Well. Donk was trying to help, but apparently it's it's not really working out for him. <laughs> so so Belinda goes back behind the bar. She gets she gets Bommy and Donk a tankard of ale, and she's like, "Thanks, Belinda." Yeah, really. She goes, "If you're looking for work, she goes, um, I I don't really need any help right now, but you know, uh, maybe later business picks up, um, I would be willing to to allow you to 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 work here." It, it really wasn't. Uh, it really wasn't about the money. I was just trying to help you. Oh, well, see, Donk, usually when someone wants drinks, uh, they'll raise their hand and go, Belinda, get us another round. And neither one of Hal or Sal said to bring them another round. So that's why I, I wasn't going over there. But um, that's usually how that works. Uh, when Bridger is doing his thing, it's kind of serious. So, Isn't that the first time we've seen Bridger do his thing? Nah, I've seen him get serious over money and stuff, too. So, Well, <laughs> well he's... he's, he's Bones somewhere else too, didn't you? Yeah, the uh, Abadar puzzle. Oh yeah. right. So yeah, when yeah. it's 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 more of a matter of respect. She was busy working with him, so Doc's trying to pick up the slack, you know. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, Belinda's away dealing with that. Uko will put Bless his, his heart. We'll put his <laughs> hand on Bridger's shoulder and say, "Don't worry, the money will get back to her." I knew you'd understand. So Bridger, can anybody do that bone thing, or is it something that only a worshipper of the stars can do? Uh, in essence, neither of those options. Uh, you need not be a worshipper of the cosmic caravan, but some sort of, for it to be a true reading and not just uh, some sort of sham or shyster fraud, uh, some sort of celestial connection is required. And how accurate is that? I mean, the information that you shared, is that guaranteed? No, no. As I explained to her, it used to be uh, completely accurate, but... Uh, after uh, Aridin died, uh, prophecy got all, uh, I was going to say fucked, but we're fucked. Uh, it got Wonky. all uh, messed up uh, and inconsistent. So uh, followers of Phrasma oftentimes have a good connection because she dabbles in, in, in prophecy in the future. But it is, um, well, kind of a crapshoot. Could you teach me more about that? That looks rather interesting, and it'd be helpful to know things ahead of time. Is that what she's going to do tonight to us? Is throw bones on the ground? Uh, There are a variety of different uh, fortune-telling methods. Palm readings, crystal orbs, lifebloods, entrails, tarot cards, harrow cards, harrow cards, uh, bones. So I'm not sure what she practices. Probably not the entrails. I was going to say, it sounds like you'd only be able to do that once. Because how are you going to put them back in Uh, after you're done with them? (laughs) There's a group in Karamaga uh, that does uh-huh. this. Uh, it's quite disturbing to see, uh, but they're trolls. Yeah. Uh, and they read their own entrails. Don't heard about them. Yeah, it's... You been it, to see them? I've seen them once. Man, that's got to be crazy. <laughs> Uko will uh, sit at the bar and wait for there to be um, tankards that are put up there that are empty. Like, they're going to probably take them back and wash them or... Uh, spit in them and clean them one of the two and uh wait until there's an empty one and just place the money underneath that and then walk away without trying to not be seen doing it 
All right. Well, um, she is is still uh, rather taken with you know Bridger and his explanation. She's following it like you know play by play when he's telling you know Nat all about the different ways to you know divine the future and stuff. And and uh, you can just see she keeps looking at at Bridger like he is her lifeline. Like he is definitely her favorite Eruxy right now. He gave her hope when she didn't have any hope left, so she does not notice you put the uh, the silvers uh, underneath uh, one of the tankards on the uh, on the bar, and uh, she makes sure you guys all have your rooms and your keys. and And she goes, "Are are you sure you you don't want to stay longer than just one night?" She goes, "I, I I'm I'm sure we could work out a a a, a, a much better deal. I, I would be welcome to have you. I mean, perhaps you can find my son." Well, then if we have somewhere we need to go. Which, we may encounter your son along the way, but if he's been gone for that long, wouldn't it be better for us to set out sooner than later? I mean, I would hate to spend a week here and lose out the opportunity. Well, I, I understand, but I mean, if, if you need somewhere, uh, when, you, when you go out into the hinterlands or, or, or wherever you're going and, and you, you need some place to stay, you, you're always welcome to come back here. And, and maybe you'll have, have news for me of, 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 of Lazda's whereabouts or, 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 or a sighting or something. So are you talking about reserving a room space for us, regardless of whether we're here or not? Well, I, 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 I might be able to, to, to do that, or, or at least one room where, no matter how busy we were, at least you'd have some place to lay your head if you, if you came back through. Bridger looks decidedly uncomfortable and is trying to stay out of the conversation. I, I'm... Uko isn't even there, so... I'm intrigued by this. It would be beneficial, but... Perhaps we'll discuss it the next time we're coming through town. Because uh, I'd hate for you to be out the money, because money's important, because you got to use it to buy stuff in these places. So why don't we discuss it next time we come through? Oh, oh well, oh, all right, all right. Um, yeah, um, well, um, there'll be, uh, there'll be uh, help yourself breakfast in the morning. Uh, just come down. Um, I, I'll have it set up here on the bar uh, starting uh, a half hour before sunrise um, if, if you're taking off early in the morning. Um, otherwise, uh, we don't have uh, prepared meals un- until noon. Okay. Uh, Bridger is going to take his room key and go up to the room and uh, probably hang out in there until uh, it's time to go to dinner. And he's going to go to the fish market because gumbo sounds better than uh, her hero worshipping him. <laughs> Makes him uncomfortable. So what are the rest you wanted to do? Nat will go up to her room as well. And she'll dismount flee. He'll do what dogs do, spin around in a circle, lay down. She'll climb on top of his soft fur and get out her quill and her parchment and start writing about the day. Excellent, excellent. Bommy, donk. Ale. So, um... Let's sit there and drink. Am I in a room by myself? Well, you're in the bar room right now with with uh, Bommy, but if you want to go back to the room, then you have to get the key from him. If you're asking if you have your own room, you do not. Okay. Uh, I'm going to slip outside for a little bit and look around. Okay. You uh, you slip outside the uh, Rowdy Rockfish, and uh, you are on um, Sandy Street... And you can look out. You can see the uh, the harbor. You see the dock. You can see the fishery from here. Um, and uh, over to the southwest, you see the uh, domes of uh, the uh, Dawnflower Library. And uh, as the afternoon wears on, you can see that uh, the sunlight tends to be moving up the uh, the top of the domes. It's almost uh, three quarters of the way up to the top of the uh, of the dome as uh, the sun is, you know, it's like 2, 2.30 in the afternoon, so it's starting to go behind the cliffs. Oh, I thought it was later than that. I will uh, I will follow Bridger for gumbo. All right. So you guys are going to hang out in the rooms for a little while. Uh, Bommy's going to drink. Uh, you're riding. Uh, you guys are up in the rooms relaxing, going through stuff, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, Uko's going to sit and meditate and force a, a piece of the void into his mind to find quiet. Okay. Sounds painful. Nope. Right. So as the uh, as the afternoon uh, wears on, um, it gets uh, closer to five o'clock, and uh, you start smelling, you know, food from downstairs. Uh, um, you hear more voices. Uh, door opens and closes several times, and uh, you come downstairs, and you see uh, that uh, Berlinda and uh, two other servers are, are making their way around a fairly crowded tap room and uh she she of course waves at you and uh i was like uh, do, do you need a table I, I have a table over here in the corner set aside if uh, if if, you, if you're staying for supper uko will say um yeah i'll, I'll sit and and eat 
Flea and I would be happy to join Uko and you and your establishment as well. Excellent, excellent. Um, and, and what about you, you Bridger? Are you are you staying? I, I have fresh fish. Uh, sorry, uh, what? I couldn't hear you. Uh, I got uh, can't stay. Sorry. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, and what about uh, what about you two, uh, young dwarf and uh, and um, uh, donk? Right. Um, I have to go check on something, and I leave. Uh, oh, okay. <coughs> <laughs> Yes, lady, I, I like your company, so I'm going to stay here for supper. Oh, well, I'll make you uh, something um, that will stick to your ribs. Um, my, my son, Lazda, he used, to, he used to eat a lot, so I'll bring you a lot of food. And she goes back and starts busily uh, getting you guys uh, some plates and stuff together. Um, and uh, she'll come out and serve you all. She has a small, a small bowl for, uh, for flea um, of uh, table scraps and, and things, but they are cooked. I mean, so it's not, you don't have to worry about, you know, the dog eating raw anything. Uko and Donk, you see, you find yourselves outside the Rowdy Rockfish. Bridger and Donk. Oh, Bridger, sorry. Oku, Oku stayed back. I'm always used to Uko and Bridger no, being tried. a thing. Bridger just want, doesn't, again, he's just uncomfortable with the, uh, the, the adoration that he's getting, uh, especially since he feels like it's not deserved because that kid could still die. <laughs> so he just he goes off to have dinner elsewhere and like sits in kind of a glum silence while he eats his gumbo. Well, you um you, you go over to to the fishery and and uh, of course since it's you know it's after business hours, she's got the tables out uh, on the barrels. Uh, there's uh, there's the guy over with a squeeze box in the corner and he's playing some some jaunty uh, you know pirate tunes like maybe some sea shanties, and uh, Donk is is uh he picks up on that really quick and you know here's a here's a guy over there singing kind of off key what do you do with a drunken sailor what do you do with a drunken sailor what do you do with a drunken sailor early in the morning and he picks up on scallywag and every time the guy says scallywag don goes scallywag and (laughs) and, you know so he's kind of entertaining himself and and you're sitting there picking at your at your gumbo which is very good i mean she did not lie to you about the gumbo the gumbo was delicious and uh you, you think over what she said to you specifically, and you kind of get the sense that while she, you call it hero worship, she just calls it hope. You, you were the first person in this area that she's talked to that even gave her an inkling that her son might still be alive. You told her in such a way that um, she believed you, and she is holding on to that spark. She knows that after this long, he may be in very bad sorts. And, and like you said, you even told her that he may die eventually. But you're the first one that didn't just say they couldn't see anything about him or his you know, future was clouded. or you know. So you were the first one to give her hope. And as you dwell on that, you, you should feel at peace with yourself. Because you, you did this lady a service. Um, because even if she never sees him again, you know that he's not just disappeared that he didn't get on the caravan and take off and, and is never coming back or he's not going to have an end of his story you know you know he's going to come to an end eventually and that would at least give her closure rather than everybody else just telling her they didn't they couldn't see anything about him i think bridger may feel may feel that way once he finds out what that end is but if he never knows what the end is then hey, he might as well not have one you know it's the tree falls in the woods thing right right so, um, you know, Tamerly, she comes over and, and uh, you know, she watches Donk dancing with the, you know, with the, uh, the pirates or the used-to-be pirates around the squeeze box. And uh, she goes, oh, well, where, where's all your friends, Bridger? Oh, uh, we got rooms over at the Rowdy Rockfish. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Belinda, she's, she's very nice, but she's always so sad. Do you, do you know her... Uh, her son, uh, Lazda, used to run the rockfish, but he disappeared almost a year ago. And and uh, I I know she's been looking for him. Something fierce. I I'm I'm afraid he I'm afraid he's probably either gone or maybe he moved to Absalom and started a new life. I I, I don't know. It he didn't seem like that sort of boy. Um, so I'm thinking something happened to him. Bridger just doesn't say anything. He just. You know, before he's picking at his food, now he's just stirring the gumbo with the spoon. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt your meal. Um, w- would you like some fresh bread? I, I just got some out of the oven. No. 
No, no, I think I'm full, thanks. And he gets up to gets up to leave. Oh, okay. Well, um all, all right. Well, well, thank you. And you know, she she cleans your table and goes back. Donk, are you still are you still dancing with the uh, the sea shanties or what are you doing? Yeah, for now. And I, I don't know if he's gotten up to leave or anything. If he, if he doesn't say anything. Right, right. So um so he's having fun in the corner. Um and you what are you doing, Bridger? I I leave. I okay, heading back. No, I, I think I wander towards Rins. Okay, so you head up. It's still it's still a couple hours before uh, sundown, and uh, you you go up uh, through the streets, and I mean stuff's closing down, like the market stalls are being shuttered up. Um, you do um, uh, see um, what looks to be like maybe there was a wagon that was on fire in the market, um, but it looks like it was put out. You know, it just kind of sticks out because it was like painted blue with like stars and like a couple planets on it and stuff. But it looks like it had been set on fire from underneath. I'm um, not sure what that was about. And uh, you you go on back up and and you see that uh, you you get to Rins and you see that the, all the all the canvas is pulled back and uh, she's uh, she's out there. She's got some candles lit and she's uh, she's saying goodbye to a couple customers. Um, they they leave and and she sees you. She's like, oh. Hello. What can I do for you? You're back early for a reading. I would like to speak to you. All, all right. Uh, well, um, do, you, do you want me to close the shop, or is it something that we can be interrupted with? It, it's fine to be interrupted. All right. Well, what do you have on your mind? Hope. That's, that's a large word. Can be. Absence of it crushes. But sometimes only a sliver is what needed. And he, he finally raises his head to look at her and just goes, How much do you really know? How much have you been told of me? Well, I, I knew you would come, and I knew you were a passenger on the caravan. One that missed a stop, or perhaps got on a stop too early. And I know that you're back now, after a long time. But other than that, it's dark. But I'm glad you're here. It's important that you be here of all. And it seems that you've found friends, compatriots that will help you in your journey. And Bridger is, is just being quiet and just listening and not really responding. I'll tell you something you may not know. While you got on the caravan too soon, someone has been unable to get on the caravan. I'm aware. They're still here. Somewhere near. I'm aware. All right, so you guys are back in the Rowdy Rockfish, um, and, uh, you know, Belinda, she's she's not been paying you overly amounts of attention, but every time she goes by, she smiles, you know, asks if you need anything. Um, you're you're definitely an honored guest, and, uh, you know, she uh, she goes about her business. Uh, Donk, you you turn around, uh, you're dancing a jig with, uh, with a one-legged pirate. Um, he was kind of just standing on his peg leg, and you were turning him around by holding his hand as you were dancing around. And when you make a revolution, you look up, and, and, and Bridger's gone. Uh, let's see. That's that's not good. So Donk is concerned. One, he's he's here by himself. Right. And, and two, that means Bridger's out there somewhere by himself, too. So what do you do? I, I would say goodbye to Miss Tamerly. I would thank the sailors for the good time. Make sure that we've left an impression. And uh, I would go back to the Rowdy Rockfish. All right. Well, as you, as you, you uh, let go of the, uh, the one-legged pirate's uh, leg, you, you realize the reason why he was just turning around in a circle when you were holding his hand and dancing is because his peg leg was stuck in a knot hole in the floor. Um, and uh, you give him a hearty wave goodbye, and he's like, Ah, see you later, you landlubber, and he's trying to pull his peg leg out uh you hear a pop and he sits down on the floor without his peg leg it's still stuck in the board um, <laughs> um and uh the guy playing the squeeze box he starts laughing of course and then pretty soon everybody else joins in and he just shakes his head and and says help me up and get my leg out and and with that in your ears you you leave you head back to the rowdy rockfish you notice uh you notice it's, it's starting to get you know darker um, sun, sun's down below the cliffs. There's no longer uh, any touching the uh, lights uh, or the tops of the domes to light them up. You go back to the Rowdy Rockfish and you see your three companions, Uko, um, Nat, and Bami, at a table in the corner. Um, but you don't see Bridger. I would go to Oku and say, Have you seen Bridger? <laughs> yes, Oku. Have you seen Bridger? <laughs> Aklo. 
Olka. Olka says, Ukulele? Um, he left here with you, but I haven't seen him since. He slipped out of the fish lady's place. Hmm. I don't know where he went. Well, he may have went to Wren's, or he may be shopping. It is getting later. Maybe we should go on over to Wren's, those of us who wish to. I'm going to. Bye, Belinda! Are, are you all leaving? I don't know about them, but I'll see you later. And hop on Flea and head for the door. I'm going to go upstairs and get some rest. And Uko goes upstairs to sleep. What about you, Bummy? Still drinking. Still drinking, okay. So, I'm hearing that it's Donk, um, Nat and Flea, and you're going to go try to join up with Bridger at, uh, at Wren's. Well, to be fair, I kind of assume he's there, but I'm going to Wren's regardless. I'm just going to see if I see him. Not not that I need to interfere with anything that's going on. Just to know that he's, you know, out there and... Not dead. Not dead. I mean, who else is going to eat all these pickled feet with me? True, true. <laughs> all right, so you guys go, um, you know, back north um, towards uh, Wren's shop. Um, as you, uh, as, as you uh, pass by the market... Um, you notice that Sal's wagon looks like it has been burnt. <laughs> uh, there's definite fire damage, um, and you don't see Sal around anywhere, and all the other stalls are, are pretty much shut up this time of the evening. You, you're not really sure what happened there, but... I should probably investigate. Oh, you're going you're gonna to go to the market? Well, I, at least that particular wagon. Okay, so you, you, are you going with him? Um, Nat and Flea have no reason to, so we're going to keep going towards okay. Rens. You're going to go. So, so are, are you going to go by yourself then? Sure. Okay. You you go uh, start to cross the market green, and uh, you you see the the wagon, and you get over there, and you get to the wagon, and sure enough, it looks like somebody or someone um, has started a fire, uh, maybe under the back of the wagon. Uh, the back wheels don't look like they're very uh, roadworthy anymore. And you notice that the it doesn't look like the contents. Uh, you can't see in the back because there's like still a tarp over it, and there's little like a little fire damage to the tarp, but it's still intact. So what what do you do? Do you want to look under the tarp or? Yeah, I mean the the fire thing is, is is fascinating. It must have been fun to set this thing on fire, but let's let's take a look under the tarp and is is there a dead person in there? Or? So so donk donk pulls back the tarp on Sal's burnt wagon. And we're going to find out what's in there next time. See that right there? That right there, that's why you don't screw with the bartender's guild right there. is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shieldbash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shieldbash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevier. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Troubles in Otari, Abomination Vaults, Serpent Skull, and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.